This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I have the distinct pleasure of chatting with Helen Hardware. Helen is a spiritual hypnotherapist and coach who helps lightworkers and starseeds to navigate their spiritual journey, connect to their soul's calling, and unlock the confidence to fulfill it. Those are like, that's the trifecta right there, like all the pieces. Helen is on a mission to ensure that no light worker hides their light. Our soul's mission is at the heart of who we are and why we are here, but fulfilling it takes confidence and courage. Through her unique earth soul star framework, Helen uses spiritual hypnosis techniques in this lifetime and past lives to help her clients to connect wholeheartedly to their soul-led calling, unlock their self-belief, and feel deeply aligned to who they really are. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Me too. So if you've been listening for a while, you know I always pull a card. So I pulled a card today, of course, right? Um, It's from the Cheryl Harnish deck, because I just love this deck. Every card is so beautiful. And I don't think I could have gotten a more appropriate card for this conversation. It's the work card. I'll show you, Helen, so you can see it. I mean, it's it's a pretty card. They're all pretty. I say that every one I say. I'm like, this is a beautiful card. Um, The message from this card is this card relates to work. It describes working at what you are really here to do. It's about combining all of your knowledge and gifts on both the physical and spiritual plane and utilizing them as a means of living. I mean, I don't think there's a better card, right? Perfect. Completely. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you for joining me. I'm super excited to dive into the work you're doing and your journey and get to know you a little better. Where shall we start? Everything. I I mean, honestly, we could start anywhere with your fascinating journey, but tell us a little bit more about you. Where did you first embark on this spiritual journey? Oh, I suppose if I really went back to the beginning, quite, quite young, um, I was very into crystals. And if I'd have been able to get my hand on Oracle cards back then, I would probably have been absolutely (laughs) obsessed uh, then as I am now. but as these things do, you know, I, I believed in angels and signs and all those types of things. But it all kind of drifted away as I got older and you know, had my first relationship and those things were sort of laughed at. So it all kind of just petered away. But every time I went through a bad patch, spirituality would come back. And over time, that kind of grew. And I had a few kind of layers of small spiritual awakenings. 
And then about five years ago, I started doing Kundalini yoga and I, I mm. never heard of it. I, and in fact, my words when somebody first mentioned it were Watalini yoga. I'd heard of Aster, <laughs> I'd heard of Ashanga, I'd done Vinyasa, I'd never heard of Kundalini. But I came away from my first class knowing that something deep inside me had woken up. Something was mm. different. And things started to happen. I was in that really weird um, transitional phase where I started meditating at home and I, I, I heard a voice one day in my head and it was the first time it had ever happened. And let's face it, for most of us, hearing voices in your head is not generally thought to be a good thing. And this voice was, it was my <laughs> voice, but society. I didn't think it. Exactly. And this voice just said, you are enough. And mm. it, it gave me a shiver and I thought, okay, I don't know what that means. And I kind of parked it and every now and again, I'd think about it and kind of go, I think I'm good enough. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and as the universe does, it sends us little signs. And I, I got several more signs. I, I had a crystal healing session with somebody and they said, oh, I've got this message. I need to tell you that you're enough. I was like, okay. <laughs> you're and like, it came oh. again from somebody else. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. But I didn't listen closely enough. And as the universe does, it gives us a whack and pulls the rug out from underneath us. And I, I burnt out. I got ill. I got mm. diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And as much as anything, I think that was, you know, it was my dark night of the soul and it was yeah. my, my time to awaken. And that just led me on this journey of self-discovery, self-exploration as I was healing and, and looking to heal myself, realizing that there was no magic pill. Nobody else could get me better but me. And along that journey, I ended up um, doing hypnosis. And uh, when I, 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 I actually I'd never I had had hypnotherapy like once I'd had a session and kind of got, oh, I wasn't hypnotized. I had this calling and this knowing that I needed to sign up for the training for some reason. So I did. And on the training, when we were practicing on each other, um, we were working on physical issues. And I got to the root cause of the fatigue that I'd been struggling with for two, three years. And in that moment, it just went in a heartbeat. And I've never had it back. I mean, I still get tired, but not, sure. not fatigued, it, you know, within normal parameters of human being tiredness. I, I just let, felt it leave my body and that's awesome yeah so my first few clients started regressing back spontaneously to past lives and the more I did hypnosis on myself the more I would go back to past lives in fact the first time it happened I was so excited wait I have I, a question yeah go on H how do you hypnotize yourself uh, self-hypnosis it's applying all the same techniques that I'd learned to do with others and just doing it myself I've never been good at meditating I do struggle with it but self-hypnosis what I realized is it puts you in a trance state and let's face it shamans have been using trance for millennia to have spiritual experiences and that's all hypnosis is it's a slowing down of the brain waves and it enables our conscious mind to quieten down it doesn't always get out of the way fully but enough <laughs> that we can have that engagement with the stuff that lies beyond the conscious rational mind Super fascinating. I love it. I mean, I guess I have heard of self-hypnosis, but I've never had the opportunity to ask before. So thank you for entertaining my question. No, my pleasure. It's something that I do every day now. I, I say I meditate, but really it's self-hypnosis. Fascinating. I love it. So I didn't mean to derail you, but that... I'm a I'm a squirrel kind of like oh there, I have a question I need to ask that like <laughs> well 
that's almost the end of the story. I mean, clients would regress back to past lives and then they started regressing back to past lives that weren't on earth and having these amazing experiences. And so over time, I developed my framework to, because I know I'm a starseed myself. Um, my own starseed ancestors came in during um, actually in my dreams one night. That was a pretty freaky dream where I had this spaceship coming in and these beings talking to me and kind of knowing that they were my star family. I love so, it. So, it was so, so real. I got up in the middle of the night and checked my phone because I thought aliens had landed. Um, and it just evolved over time. It's been a very organic process, really. Um, but for me, it's really important that we, as starseeds, we, we have that, that need to explore our spirituality, but we're also here having a human experience. So we have yeah. to deal with that layer as well. Well, and sometimes it's hard if you don't have any awareness of what the other elements are other than what you're experiencing in this 3D human form. So I love that you're bringing light to that and, and allowing people to access that knowledge for themselves. That's fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, I, for me, it's there's a star sees we often have this feeling of not being good enough because we feel like there's something missing, that we're not whole, we're not complete in some way because there's part of our cosmic DNA elsewhere and we get that often that feeling of needing to go home but not knowing where home is yeah but we are here in human form at this time for a reason you know we all came with a purpose and a mission and we all elected for this so it's really important to be able to deal with the human shit and to be able to live a really fulfilled connected life in human form that is so important a lot of of people we'll call them people but a lot of souls that i encounter just don't feel like they belong here and then we have a conversation and like well of course you feel that way cuz your soul vibrates at the uh, you know the same frequency as whatever a star seed so of course it feels a little off kilter like that makes sense let's work with it yeah, absolutely. And it is about owning all of who we are. And it's about when we can, we understand who we are and all of who we are and where we've been before, whether that's past lives on Earth or past lives in other planets, galaxies, dimensions. It just brings a richness and a wholeness that makes us more complete. And that's when life starts to feel more satisfying because we know who we are and what our place in the world is and what we're here to do. Yeah, and I find a lot of the gifts that we have are not Earther-based gifts. They are gifts that come from our starseed origins. So I love that you're, you know, this is just normalizing the conversation. And that is my whole mission, to normalize the conversation and understanding that we're not just this, like, human experience there's so much more to it there are so many more factors so thanks for playing a role in that thank you i was actually trying to write the other day about why being spiritual is so gratifying without taking out the ego because you know there, there is ego in spirituality but taking that out what does it give us and i actually really struggled to put it into words and i had to walk away for a few days and let it percolate and then 
um, it's still brewing, but it's that essence of the joy that we get through feeling connected to that greater whole. It makes us more able to feel happiness, but it makes us more resilient to deal with the human shit that we have to go through as well. And to be able to recognize that that's done for us, not to us, and that we're here to have that experience and learn from it. I love that perspective. So many people fall easily into the, oh, this happened to me mentality, not really for me or with me. And that's a great perspective. Beautiful. So I want to talk a little bit about the Earth Soul Star framework that we mentioned in your intro. What would you like to know about it? Can you give us like uh, just a little taste of, of what it is? Yeah. So um, I work with, as I said, light workers and star seeds to help them navigate their journey, connect to their soul purpose, and unleash the confidence to fulfill it. And the confidence bit is really where this comes in. So uh, our spiritual journey, you know, is about understanding our past lives, connecting to our starseed origins, etc. But we've often had things that have knocked our confidence, uh, where we've been told that for whatever reason, we're not good enough, or that we're unsafe to be ourselves, or we've been through some kind of trauma. And it, when I say trauma, that's trauma with a small T as much as a capital T. So it could just be that when you were ch a child, you know, you were struggling with something at school, and the, the teacher told you that you were rubbish or worthless or something mm. just as much as it could be trauma with a capital T where you've been through some horrific form of abuse or neglect or something like that all of those experiences that we have impact how we feel about ourselves and how we see the world around us and more importantly our place within the world so the earth soul star framework is really about helping people to heal those blocks from this lifetime from childhood experiences um, and from past lives, because if we've been through past lives before, we've usually picked up some karma. You know, there right. are some starseeds that are walk-ins that are new, but most of us have been through several human lifetimes before. We've picked up beliefs in those lifetimes. So it's about healing the blocks that we've developed from this life and from past lives, and then really activating our starseed consciousness, our gifts, expanding the consciousness by plugging into those beautiful memories that are not on earth. And as you mentioned about channeling those gifts in, embracing them and reclaiming them and knowing what we're meant to do with them and what we're here for. That sounds like just like the perfect storm, so to speak, of energies around stepping into our higher calling, which is happening at an exponential rate, in my experience, so many more people are waking up to like, oh, there's more here and I got to do this instead of just sitting back. And now I would be lying if I said I never thought, oh, geez, this would be so much easier if I never did all this shit. Like if I just got up and went to work every day. But it would be so boring and I'd have, I'd have to do all of it over again. <laughs> exactly. And it is about, you know, if we've had those past lives, we haven't always learned the lesson from them. 
right. um, to be able to apply it. And we get stuck in that wheel of samsara where we, re we repeat patterns over and over until we learn the lesson. And it's a lot easier if you can go back with the benefit of hindsight, look at those past lives, engage with your spirit team in the between life state and say, okay, what was it that I was meant to take from that past life? So we can explore the past life in depth and understand who they were, what they did, what the high, what the high points were, what the low points were, what is it they did every day, you know, and then we go through the death process, which does sound scary, but I promise you it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And when they're in spirit form, we can then bring in the support team and really analyze that lifetime in depth and look at what they would do differently next time. What did they learn from it? What should they have learned from it? Um, you know, what um, what strengths did they gain from going through that lifetime and how can they apply that knowledge and wisdom into their life today? I love that. So, of course, without betraying any confidences or giving any identifying characteristics, can you share with us a little snippet into something that you've seen come through in a past life and how you apply it to growth and healing here in this incarnation? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my gorgeous clients, and she won't mind me sharing her story at all, because I do have her permission, went back to a past life in a, an African tribal community. And as part of the process, I always ask what, what they're called um, in a roundabout way. And she said, Chokwe. And I just wrote it down in my notes and we moved on. And in the experience, she described seeing women sitting around a fire and they were all weaving baskets and the men were going off to hunt. And she was a young woman. She was feisty and she wanted to go off with the men to hunt. So she followed them and she snuck away and uh, she was caught and humiliated and shamed and brought back to the tribe. And she was shunned within the tribe. Um, for trying to be something that she wasn't. And it took a lot of years for her to be reaccepted within her own community. And we went through the journey of her having her own children and how that felt. And we, we went through that whole beautiful lifetime. And we transitioned through to the death scene and, and through. But when we came to research the past, or she researched the past life afterwards, she actually discovered Chokwe wasn't her name. It was the name of the tribe. Oh. And it exists. Uh, and it had a quite an interesting history, all of which aligned to what she'd seen and what she described, including um, they were known for their women's basket weaving. I, I may not, if anybody is listening and recognizes the tribe, I, if I pronounce the name wrong, I am sorry. That was how she pronounced, pronounced it at the tribe. But for her, the biggest transformation was that she was really stepping into the divine feminine. And uh. she'd got these scars from this past life, um, an element of perhaps witch wound, of being shunned for trying to be something as a woman that she wasn't meant to be in that lifetime. And she'd carried that soul scar of... Uh, the rejection and the humiliation um, of being shunned for that experience. So we were able to do some healing work around that and release it and recognize that that belonged to a different time. It belonged to a different part of her soul and she could embody that. She was safe now to step into her divine feminine and really embrace it. So it's been phenomenal seeing her transition and transformation with that. That's so resonant for me because uh, so often I see people who 
have something holding them back and they just can't identify it. They just can't articulate it. And they really want to move beyond it. But when there are all these forces that you at play that you can't see or identify, finding someone like you, Helen, it, it makes the journey so much more effective and rewarding and quick. <laughs> It does. We don't need to go around in circles. You know, I, I, I sometimes talk to people who have been working on a block for a long time. They've done a lot of healing yeah. on it and they can't understand why it's still there and why it's not gone. And the simple answer is the root cause isn't in this lifetime. The root cause is in a past life. And when we can find that, we can do that healing on so many levels. Yeah, and it's interesting how it may not be something that even looks like what you're dealing with here in this lifetime. It, it yeah. often has a similar energy, but is a completely different fact pattern. So it's helpful to get a higher level view for sure. Yeah, absolutely. One of my gorgeous clients recently um, came to see me because she was having problems fully stepping into her business and something was holding her back. And we found two past life experiences that were huge. One was where she was a young boy and the local um, lords and ladies and noblemen had put an apple on her head and were shooting arrows to try and shoot it off of their head. Mm -hmm. And that small boy feeling that actually wealthy people do bad things. And that belief was holding her back in her business. In another scene, we found um, a woman who um, had been unable to support herself through the spiritual methods that she'd wanted to explore and then ended up taking drastic action in a way that no woman should need to do to support herself. And she was carrying the shame of that as well. So we were able to heal and release that. And she's been able to leave her job and focus full time on her business. And it's just absolutely beautiful to see so rewarding for both you and her awesome incredibly um so i'm an attorney by education in this incarnation and i hate it so <laughs> so I, I did a lot of past life work around it too because i couldn't walk away from it there was something holding me here and I had a lifetime where my father was a successful attorney and I wanted to be an attorney, but women weren't allowed to be attorneys. So he married me off to some dumb guy who somehow passed the bar and I did all of his work for him. So I felt like I needed to prove myself in this lifetime that it was really me who had the capacity. And, you know, I'm happy to have worked through that bullshit. <laughs> That resonates so much because that, that was my my background. I started out as a lawyer um, myself and I quit after 15 months because I didn't believe that I was good enough. I didn't believe that people like me from a very working class background could become lawyers. And I was so crippled by imposter syndrome that I actually quit my career and went and did something else. Well, now we know sitting on this side of the table that what you're doing is so much more soul rewarding than being a lawyer. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you see people heal and move, you know, through a trauma that they've experienced and see their life completely transform. That's just such a, 
a gift. It's really, really a gift. And I mean, as an attorney, you really deal with people at their worst. And as a spiritual hypnotherapist and coach and all the other things you are, which like don't even really require labels, just like soul sister, right? Um, that's helping people to elevate to their best. So it's the total converse. It is. And for me, it's being able to work at that higher vibration as well. You know, when I was in, in law, I used to go home and meditate and try and you know, work with crystals. And, and but every day I'd feel like my vibration was being lowered. I didn't know at the time that wasn't the language that I had. I didn't fully understand it. But now it really resonates that, you know, flicking between 3D and 5D. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you're a recovered attorney. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I like to think of it as escaped. <laughs> yes, you made it out. I love it. <laughs> made it out alive. I, I have friends in the practice of law who call me and be like, is there something else I can do? Can you help me find another job? There's got to be something better than this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, there is. There's lots better. I remember being at my lowest not long after I'd qualified and talking to one of my friends who had um, qualified at the same time as me. And he just wanted to jack it all in and be a train driver. Needless to say, he's still there. As far as I'm aware, he's still in law. Oh, I actually graduated with a number of people who ended up leaving the practice of law, some of whom have become chefs a number of whom have become coaches. So there are people who are well suited for it, but not all of us are. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we, we perhaps come from a, a history of you have a job for life, but that world has completely changed. I know my, my dad worked in the same company for nearly 30 years, but for us and our generation and for those that come after We've got that freedom to swap and explore things that do light us up and to have new opportunities. You know, these 50 years ago, people would have thought we were mad having these types of conversations. Never mind that you can make a living from it. Exactly. I mean, I find that when I think about going and working at a law firm, like my first few jobs out of law school, it was so slave programmed. And being a woman in that industry just felt so repressive. Like it, it actually almost makes me nauseous to think about it. And I wouldn't go back to that for anything. No, thank no. you. <laughs> well, I love meeting another soul sister on that path that is, you know, coming from a similar experience, who knows how amazing it is on this side of the table. Exactly. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and connect with you? Um, so my website is just helenhardware.com. So that's hardware spelled H-A-R-D-W-A-R-E. Um, they can contact me via social media on Facebook. I'm just literally facebook.com slash helenhardware or on Instagram, where I'm soulful underscore confidence. I love that. We will include links to your social media here on the show notes. 
Is there anything that you would like to leave all of our viewers with as a parting piece of wisdom? I think it's just knowing that you are good enough. You know, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you've been or what your journey's been, you are enough. And just believing that and knowing in your heart of hearts that you can do whatever you want to do, whatever you feel called to, and to have the confidence to believe in yourself. I love that. That's a beautiful message. And I would like to add that if you're hearing a voice telling you that you are enough, listen to them. Like, Absolutely. that's a perfect voice. <laughs> Um, I want to thank you for joining us and sharing the wisdom and permission with people to access those parts of themselves that they feel like aren't quite fitting in and know that that's where they're finding their real magic. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. I'll see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.